Yo, what up, what up, top of the top, episode 117, Stash House Podcast, your boy Tyler checking in, appreciate y'all for tuning in this week, topics this week, man, some new music, Rod Wave, Gucci, new 1017, gonna talk about that, the comparison between the old 1017 and the new 1017, so you know I gotta talk about that, also NBA news, March Madness, a lot going on in sports, so sit back, relax, Enjoy episode 117 Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Yo, what up, what up? Episode 117 Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in. Your first time listening. Appreciate you for tuning in. If you tune in weekly, shout out to you. And just an episode, so some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you also. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Whatever you do to help support the podcast, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody had a great work week, uh, school week, if it was on spring break, if you're in college, high school, whatever, you're on spring break, doing your best to enjoy that. The parents, I know the kids, I think Russell County was out last week, I think Muskogee County out this week. So parents, make sure you spend time with your kids, man. Do whatever you can do to make sure they enjoy their week off of school. It's been crazy, but it's better than what we was a year ago today, and I was just thinking about it, I was like, damn. This time last year was like peak quarantine time. Um, just the different conversations and everything that was going on around this time last year and seeing where we at now, man, much better space, I will say that. Speaking of last year around this time, man, the death of George Floyd did occur. And starting today, actually, it's the trial for Officer Shuvin, I believe his name, the officer who had his knee on George Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes. So that trial starts today, and they said the trial should last up to a month. Shouldn't have to tell y'all this trial can go either way. It's sad, but that's just the world we live in. This trial can go either way. Um, I wouldn't be shocked that either outcome after the uh, the verdict is released. Keep that in mind also. I wouldn't be shocked at the actions that may take place afterwards. I would say I hope justice is served, but, I mean, justice would have been served just simply arresting the man, putting him in the car, taking him down to the precinct, filling out the paperwork. You know what I'm saying? He's, he gets to see his daughter again. That's justice, in my opinion, man. But we shall see. Like I did say this time last year, I will keep you guys up to date with everything going on in that trial. So, yeah, just stay tuned. But the trial does start today. But like I said, hope everybody had a great week, man. Hope everybody been doing everything they can do to move safe out here, man. Stay warm. Stay away from this pollen outside, man. It's been hell. So just do what you got to do. But let's get to it, man. New music. The boy Rod Wave dropped his Soul Fly album. I'm just saying that because Rod Wave never been my cup of tea. But I see a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, since Burr really popped off, a lot of people have been supporting him. But my thing is, man, it's all about how you present yourself. Well, not how you present yourself, but how others present you. And for when people talk about Rod Wave, <laughs> I never heard, like, the only time I heard Rod Wave music is, like, at get-togethers, like, one or two songs. So I never really dived into, dived into his album or nothing like that. But when people just post, like, damn, I'm three, four, three, four songs in on this Rod Wave album. Let me cut it off. I'm about to cry. That's not a good, <laughs> like for me, that's not a good selling point for me. Like, I don't want to turn on an album knowing I'm about to cry. Like, I don't know what bro topics be about. I saw Charlemagne. They had him at the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne posted on his Instagram. 
I talked to Rod Wave about his dark messages and his dark lyrics and his songs. I'm like, fam, what kind of what kind of vibe is Rod Wave on? Because every time I see people like posting his music, like they singing it and all that, but I'm not listening to the lyrics like that. So I don't know, man. It's just certain artists. I think Rod Wave and NBA Youngboy are like the two artists who I just like every now and then, it got these artists that come about where I'm like, okay, I'll wait till the hype die down. Then I check their music out. But Rod Wave and NBA Youngboy, like, they fan base just constantly there no matter what they go through. But I just can't get into their music, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I hear it when I'm out and about. Somebody put it on. It's like, okay, cool. But I don't necessarily go to Rod Wave or NBA Youngboy music. But, I mean, bro, doing numbers, I think they say he did, like, 130. Like, I ain't a numbers guy. But to see that Rod Wave doing like 130 off this project is dope. So I got to salute that. And we already know what NBA Youngboy, what he do with his numbers. He always, YouTube and all that, he always go crazy. But yeah, man, if you do got some Rod Wave music you think I'll enjoy, send me some. Just make sure I don't cry. Like, I ain't trying to listen to, <laughs> listen to a song in 2021 by a newer artist and be like, damn, bird music made me want to cry. I don't know. If he got some dope stories, I want to hear him. But at the same time, I ain't trying to cry. You know what I'm saying? But salute to Rod Wave. He dropped his project, uh, Soul Fly, over the weekend. Um, Gucci, man, new 1017. I've been wanting to talk about this click. I talked about it, like, briefly here and there. But um, over the weekend, they released So Icy Boys 3. And I thought it was a project because I think most of their projects are called like So Icy Boys Volume 1, So Icy Game Volume 1, whatever the case may be. So I thought it was a project. Then I saw it was just a, a record, I guess, uh, Bit Scar from 1017. Uh, it was Bit Scar, Gucci, Pooh Shiesty, and Fujiano, uh, So Icy Boys 3. So it had me thinking. And then he announced Bit Scar, his project coming out April 16th. So I guess that'll be Fujiano, a uh, Fujiano project drop. Of course, I know Pooh Shiesty project drop, and now Bit Scar project drop. And I believe the two females are left after that. And one of the females, um, her name is Enchanting. She dropped the record also. So I see what Gucci doing with the crew, the new crew man. And a lot of people like when this pro when this uh song drop, a lot of people are like okay, finally Bit Scar project about to drop. He really I saw a few people say he the best. Out of New 1017, like, y'all know I'm a huge Gucci fan. I tapped into Fujiano when he first dropped. Everybody in Columbus was talking about him. Of course, I tapped into Pooh Shiesty. I'm going to tap into Big Scar with this new project. So it's all about, like I said, I hear these guys on certain features and records, but when they drop their full project, that's when I get my full opinion about them. So I'm ready for this, man, the Big Scar project. And the So Icy Boys 3 record, Pretty Fire. Of course, Gucci plays his regular Stan Lee character in these videos. Like, Gucci just pop up in these videos, man. At this point, I'm just loving it. Like, if he got a verse, his verse is first, and you don't see him for the rest of the video. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I love it because he on his CEO shit, but at the same time, it is funny to see Gucci on his Stan Lee vibe. And I do want to just speak about this new this uh, new 1017, man, uh... I say now they're another clique that really just popped off throughout the quarantine last year. Last year, I was seeing Pooh Shiesty interviews, and he was telling people like, "Yeah, I I got signed during the pandemic. Like I did all this happen within a year." So, if you don't know, the members of Fujiano, who's locked up right now, 
Fujiano, Pooh the Big Scar, Enchanting, and Kashida. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. And like I said, I've always been a huge Gucci fan. Y'all know that. But I believe this is probably like the third, maybe fifth installment of 1017. Uh, of course, the first version. This is how I read 1017 throughout the years. I think the first version was like Walker. I'm including OJ the Juice Man. OJ the Juice Man just had an uh, interview with Bit Fast Podcast, too. Make sure y'all check that out. So I got Walker, OJ, Wooda Kid, Frenchie, and Slim Duncan. That's who I count as the first 1017 group. I'm sure I'm probably missing somebody, but f- from the core, Walker, OJ, Wooda Kid, Frenchie, Slim Duncan. Then the next, I'll count the Brit Factory era, back when like Trap God 1, Trap God 2 dropped. And they're just me personally. I count Young Thug, Pee Wee Longway, Young Scooter, and uh, Young Dolph. That's just my own personal Brit Factory when Gucci was in that era. I just count that, even though contract-wise, contract I think only Young Thug was signed. And a couple years ago, he had another um, 10-17. It was Young Maul, who pretty straight. Pablo Juan, who probably had one of the biggest rise and falls in the recent years, man. Like, at that, at the point, man, it just got in the group chat. It was like, bro, guess who got robbed again? It was like Pablo Juan. It was like, when that's your downfall, like, the music was probably still there. Like, Pablo Juan music was there. He had the flow. But you just kept getting robbed. And that was really his downfall. He just kept getting robbed. And, uh, of course, he had uh, Lil Quill, too. It's Lil Quill, Young Marlon, Pablo One. That was probably 2017. I want to say that 1017 crew. And then I remember on Bit Fast Pod last year, Gucci was like, yeah, I just let all them go. I'm starting fresh. I'm getting me some new young cats. And I'm going to do it right this time. And supposedly, man, so far, Gucci doing it right this time. I will say that. With at first, it was like the way he was going about it. I was like, okay, let's see what let's see what happens. Then suddenly, like I said, folks in Columbus start singing Fujiano song. Now start seeing all the videos. That's one thing Gucci really got heavy on with this new 1017 crew. All of them in the videos, they all on the features and everything. So I was like, okay. Then of course, I think recently with this whole Pooh Shiesty. Uh, impact explosion that he's having. I think that really just laid out, you know what I'm saying, just cleared the pathway for this new 1017 because now they're like, okay, let's see who else Gucci got. We know he got Fujiano. We know he got Pooh Shiesty. Let's see who else he got. And like I said, he's setting up Bit Scar now. Bit Scar project come out next month. So, I mean, I love to see what Gucci doing. And I've been seeing, like, even before this year started, back when 107, the new 1017 first popped off, folks kind of trying to compare them to Walker and Woody Kid. And it's hard for me to compare 1017-2021 to 1017-2008-2009. and It's like the crawl before you walk comparison. You know what I'm saying? Like, Walker them did what Pooh Shiesty them really can't do. Walker gave us OLS do it. Salute me or shoot me one. Salute me or shoot me two. Uh, LeBron Flocker James one and two. You know what I'm saying? Woo the Kid, Frenchie. We know what they did. Slim Duncan. Rest in peace, Slim Duncan. OJ the Juice. You know what I'm saying? We know what they did back in the day. But 2021, Gucci got like a whole new playing field to work with. He got streaming, YouTube, way different now than what it is then. Back then, only thing them boys had for real was Hood Affairs, DVD and shit like that. Now these guys got, they can rent out cars, rent out houses, 
all that, the best camera crew and all that. They're in a different mindset. And Gucci in a different headspace. Back then, Gucci was still an artist. Gucci on his CEO shit now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said a few times on this podcast, yeah, y'all know how I rock with Gucci heavy, but I don't necessarily run to every Gucci project he dropped nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he come out with stuff with the Bruno Mars, like, I ain't running to that Gucci no more like I did back in 08, 09. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a different uh, different playing field now. Back when Walker Den was first popping, the Chitlin' Circuit were really the Chitlin' Circuit. You know, of course, now they still got the Chitlin' Circuit, got the Columbus Georgias, the Albany's. You got the Chitlin' Circuit, but back then, it was kind of different. Meaning, okay, they come to Columbus, you know, they could be at, uh, back then, what was back then, popping 08, Club Ritmo, shit like that. Now, the Chitlin' Circuit, nowadays, you might go to South Carolina, where it's like a, you know what I'm saying, mostly African-American club. Then they go to Atlanta, it may be more white kids there than black people now. I noticed that when I was watching uh, Young Nudie on uh, YouTube, Young Nudie little vo- uh, vlogs with his concerts, you look at Young Nudie show, like, damn, all these white kids here, like, damn. Like, you expect it to be, like, hood club, the hood affairs in the club and all that, but them shows be a lot of white kids, man. You know what I'm saying? They love this hip-hop shit, bro. So it's different nowadays, man. Like I said, the impact of social media. You know, so I can't compare. Of course, y'all know I'm straight up 1017, Walker, OJ, that's what I grew up on. But I do salute the new tw- the new 1017 all the way because I do like the way they moving and I like the way Gucci handling them. You know what I'm saying? And these guys and these women in the new 1017. Oh, and of course, with the old 1017, I'm going to throw Nicki Minaj in there too because Nicki did get her start with Gucci. Then she was with, like, Nicki Minaj was 1017 and Young Money. You know what I'm saying? So got to salute Nicki with that. But... With these men and women that Gucci got now, Pooh Shice could have easily said, you know what, Gucci, I rock with you. Because Pooh Shice was like, Gucci inboxed him on Instagram, then they FaceTime for hours. You know what I'm saying? Pooh Shice could have easily been like, you know what, Gucci, I rock with you. You're a legend. But, fam, you as a CEO, respectfully, your artists haven't had the most success with you as their CEO. They could have easily said that. You know what I'm saying? And Gucci probably could have been like, you know what, you're right. Because look at his track record. I mean, of course, we know about all these artists Gucci had. But, I mean, under Gucci, contract under Gucci, even Thug. When Thug got away from 1017, that when Thug blew up the most. Even though Gucci gave him a layup. Now, Gucci's influence is undeniable. But contract-wise and you being signed to him-wise, it's a different ball game. You know what I'm saying? That's why Gucci always said in his interviews, like, damn, that's why I could have signed Migos. I could have signed Rich Homie. I could have signed everybody who I influenced. Y'all, everybody y'all say Gucci influence, I could have signed all of them, but it just wasn't right. I wasn't in my right headspace. This new 1017, I'm totally different now. You know what I'm saying? The crew from 2017, they just wasn't working like I wanted them to work. This crew working exactly how I want them to work. They doing shows, they shooting videos, they on features. They putting the work in. Gucci like, I can sign you all day, but you got to put the work in. You know what I'm saying? So I love to see what Gucci doing with this new 1017 crew, man. And I'm ready to see what this Big Scar project sound like. I heard him on a few features here and there. So, yeah, I got to salute to Gucci, man, what he doing with this new 1017. But I can't compare them to the first with Gucci, OJ, Walker, Slim Dunn. I can't compare them, man. 
I can't I can't compare I don't think none of this new 1017 is gonna make anything better than salute me or shoot me one and two, man. That is a different energy Walker brought when he came out, man. So salute to the new 1017 what they doing, but y'all need to chill with the comparisons. If you was outside then, if you was at the Prince Hall and all that shit when Walker them were popping off, you know exactly what I mean, man. So but salute to the new 1017, man. Fujiano, Pushites, the Bit Scar, Enchanting, and K Sheeta. I hope I'm saying her name right, K Sheeta. Also in new music, Key Glock and Young Dolph, man. Key Glock and Young Dolph, they dropped Dumb and Dumber 2. The first Dumb and Dumber came out in 2019. Oddly enough, the only reason I remember, I remember the first one because it had a lot of great music on it. But before, to, before the great music, the one reason. I remember that project because it dropped the same day as Chance the Rapper album, the one that flopped heavily. I remember because I was on the podcast. I said, man, if you would have told me I'm going to come here to talk about Key Glock and Young Dolph Project more than I am Chance the Rapper, I'd been like, whoa. Especially the Chance, you know, that was a longer way to album and for it to just flop like that and come out the same day as Key Glock and Young Dolph. I always remember that day because I talked about it on the podcast. But this project, man, uh, 23 records, no, 20 records. The first one had 23 records. And the first one, I was like, 23 records, Key Glock, Young Dolph, uh, going into it. But that first one turned out to be probably one of my favorite projects from that year. It still get played. It was getting played a lot before this project was even announced. So I was like, damn, that's a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? But this one was 20 records. I feel like it could have been cut down some, man. Like, I think the biggest difference between Dumb and Dumber 1 and Dumb and Dumber 2, the second one, some of the records, like a lot of people saying they ain't sticking like the first one. The first one, you can name Ill, Back to Back, Black Lopes, uh, Everybody Know, Juicy, uh, Samo. Like, it was a lot of records I know by name. And maybe in due time, the second one, We'll get to that level. I mean, the chemistry is there. Paper Rock Empire, Key Glock, Young Dolph. The chemistry is there. If y'all haven't, check out their documentaries. Like, they each got, I think Key Glock got one or two documentaries on YouTube. Dolph got a good bit of documentaries on YouTube, man. Check them out. Like, they some real cool cats. From the outside looking in, Key Glock, Young Dolph, seem like some real cool cats. And uh, back to Gucci. I mean... Dolph always said on the documentaries. Even Dolph said on the documentary, y'all just go to Atlanta, link up with Gucci. Gucci wouldn't let me leave the studio. I want to go to the mall, go to the club. And Gucci like, nah, we're going to knock out this project first. Not a song or two. Dolph said, not a damn song or two. Gucci want to knock out a whole project, then go out. And I was like, yeah, man, I mean, that's how I walk. You can say whatever you want about Gucci, man. But, buddy, it worked. You know what I'm saying? That goes back. He cut from that tree. So now his tree, he got Key Glock. And Key Glock steady working. Key Glock don't even do features for real. The only feature he ever linked up with is Young Dolph. So it's back to that Gucci tree, man. But like I said, the chemistry there, that Memphis sound, Memphis still, like I said, man, Memphis still doing what they doing, bro. But I think they just need videos. When they get the visuals going for this project, I think it'll make all the difference. Because when you ride, like, it's something to ride to. I mean, it's, it's Dolphin Key Glock. It's something to ride to. But after that, with the uh, how the first one was, I did have different expectations. Because the first one, it was just like, bro, that bitch was. I was shocked when I first heard the first one. 
I was like, yo, this bitch is kind of rocking. Like more than I expected, more than I expected it to rock. So I think with this second one, they could have cut it down, maybe not 20 records. And they're going to get the visuals out. So I think that'll make all the difference in the world when you get the visuals and everything out for it. Make the songs easier to um, memorize by name rather than, you know, just playing play and letting it play all out. But overall, it was cool, but it wasn't like the first one. You know what I'm saying? I think they could have cut it down tremendously. So just to recap with new music, we had uh, Rod Wave, Soulfly Project, um, Bit Scar, Fujiano, Gucci, and Pooh Shiesty, So Icy Boys 3. And Bit Scar Project will come out April 16th. And also Key Glock, Young Dolph, Dumb and Dumber 2. 20 records. If y'all haven't checked any of those out, check them out. Let me know y'all feedback on them. Yo, new week, new playlist. Stash House playlist number 21 is now available. Make sure you guys check it out. 10 songs I've been having in rotation throughout the week. Check them out. So in the world of sports, March Madness is in effect for both men and women basketball. And to be honest with y'all, I haven't kept up with any of the brackets, any of the rounds in either um, sport, for real, for real. Um, I think men are going into the Elite Eight, if I'm not mistaken. Women may be in the same round, Elite Eight also. But I have I always been like that when it comes to March Madness. I mean, I may watch a game or so here and there, but this year I've really been zoned out with it. When you got games on ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and True TV, it's just hard for me to keep up with. But now when it's condensed, Elite 8, yeah, I can tune into that, so I'll be tuned into that. I did catch the end of that UCLA-Bama game. I ain't going to lie, I did find some joy in watching Alabama lose like that. Sorry, y'all know we go back since, what, January when they beat Ohio State. So, I mean, I got to say I did find joy in that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I will be paying attention to both of these, uh, men and women, uh, March Madness. But, yeah, when it's top 64, 64 teams, and it's like, fans just too much for me to keep up with. But now Elite Eight, yeah, I'll be tuning in to that. And in the NBA, man, over the weekend, we had some players get traded, signed with different teams. Uh, people want to say things were shaking up a little bit. If you ask me, really not really, in my opinion, only because of injuries. Now, if everybody was healthy, of course, that's never the situation in the NBA with everybody healthy. Maybe it'll be different, but with people being out and playoffs, are near because we passed the halfway point of the, of the year already. I'm sure players are fatigued with the short turnaround, with the season and everything. All is left to be seen for real, if you ask me. But we did have some interesting moves. Uh, playoffs right around the corner, too, like I said. Uh, but L.A., Brooklyn, the Clippers, the Heat, and the Denver Nuggets made moves. Andre Drummond yesterday signed with the Los Angeles Lakers. LaMarcus Aldridge signed with the Brooklyn Nets along with Blake, uh, Blake Griffin, who signed a couple weeks ago to the Brooklyn Nets. Rajon Rondo was traded to the Clippers for Lou Will. So Lou Will go back to the A. 
Lemon Pepper Lou, but they call him in the A. Rajon Rondo joining Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Interesting to see how that turns out with those different dynamic of players and attitudes. Hopefully Rondo get them guys right. I fuck with Rondo, even though he beat us on the Clippers to get a ring. But he made it up last year with getting the ring with the Lakers. So that would be fine, though, if Rajon Rondo, Rondo get a ring with the Boston Celtics, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Los Angeles Clippers. That would be dope to see, though. Uh, JaVale McGee and Aaron going into Denver and Victor Oladipo to Miami. I think that was a sleeper move that nobody's talking about. I'm not sure what his health is like right now, but uh, Jimmy Butler and that click he got in Miami, add Oladipo, who's a dog to that, man. I think them guys can make some noise, for real, for real. Uh, Like I said, injuries, man, really would kind of not downplay these moves, but kind of didn't impact me as much. It's kind of like how when... KD and Kyrie got to Brooklyn, but both of them was kind of out. Well, KD was out and Kyrie was here and there. It kind of reminded me of that. Sort of not really, but sort of at the same time. KD is out. Ironically, KD is out for Brooklyn right now. I think Steph is out for Golden State. Of course, Klay Thompson is out also for Golden State. LeBron and AD is out for the Lakers. Me being a Lakers fan, it's kind of like a – of course, I don't want to see either of those guys hurt, but at the same time, our role players got to get it together. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I like. Damn, we hate we hate, I hate we had to lose Rondo because he is a guy who can, like, get everybody calmed down, get the second string, third string guys, calm them down. You know what I'm saying? With LeBron and AD out. But now we don't have that, so somebody, I don't care if it's a different player every night. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to step it up. Of course, everybody's looking at Kyle Kuzma to be that guy. But at the same time, I would love to have, like, a floor general out there that I know, like, okay, at least I don't got to worry about nothing going too crazy, chaotic, you know what I'm saying? And before LeBron was hurt, he was basically front-runner for the MVP, so I know that's got to be a downer for him because, if you like, there's the same argument with KD, really KD, LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Shaq. Like, these guys should have way more MVPs than they already do have, if you, if you ask me. So that's a bummer. Like I said, man, role players got to step up for the Lakers. We currently four seed, I believe, right now. So, you know what I'm saying? We got to make some things shake. But all in all, these trades, man, um, good moves for these teams. But I think it's just more of the names. Like everybody was saying, it's more of the names that got everybody hyped than the actual state of their career. Like I didn't think about it with Blake Griffin. They're like, Blake Griffin just dunked for the first time since 2019. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I think he was averaging 12 in Detroit. He ain't got to be in light back in uh, L.A. when everybody, I don't think he do, does a dunk. I think he got like a good little mid-range game now, like a, a suitable one, I would say. But uh, you got Blake Griffin with that. LaMarcus Aldridge, I mean, he just, when he got to, to the Spurs with Kawhi, that was like a big thing. And then all of a sudden, he just fell to the background in that situation. So I'm interested to see how he does in Brooklyn. Drummond, I think, could be a great body for us, uh, for the Lakers. Uh, we just have to see with that. I mean, he's guaranteed at least 15. He guaranteed at least 15 to 20 rebounds. I mean, he he does have that aspect to his game. He can get us rebounds, and he can get good putbacks. So we have to see with that. Uh, Aaron Gordon and JaVale McGee, they, uh, Denver got some bodies on their team. Like I said, Deep on Miami, I think that's going to work out real, real well. Rondo. Him with Paul George and Kawhi, 
Got to see how that turns out. That can go either way. But I saw a lot of people comparing this, like, different moves with Brooklyn made and, and the Lakers made to when Miami had their big three, when Boston. You know how whenever players leave a team nowadays, everybody get kind of down because, like, uh, again. And I'm on record. I'm tired of it. I've been tired of it. Um, I think that KD move to Golden State really just did it for me. Like, I wasn't that mad at LeBron um, at Miami because they lost that first title. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they first got together, I was like, yo, they about to run rampant over the league. I think just the way that played out, like, they lost the first one. They won the next two. But then when the Spurs beat them, they just like, all right, we just, we got to go. That, I, I hated the way that played out because I was like, damn, them boy could have stayed together. You got Pat Riley. You know what I'm saying? You know Pat Riley not going to put you in a situation where you just um, losing the season. You know what I'm saying? So I hate the way that played out, but I was okay with it. And then when KD went to Golden State, though, that was just, that was just too much. That was just too much. Even with James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets, I wasn't that mad. I guess I wasn't that mad because the Lakers just won a championship. If the Lakers had won a championship, I'd been like, damn. But, I mean, the Lakers, they won a championship. You know what I'm saying? So, James Harden and James Harden still got to show and prove to me in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, I wasn't that upset at James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets. But when KD took his ass to Golden State, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, you can't get more cheat code than this. Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, KD. And not mentioning what Draymond was doing with that team also. So I was like, okay, y'all can compare all y'all want, but no, nothing is topping KD going to Golden State. Andre Drummond coming to the Lakers is not the same thing as Kevin Durant going to Golden State. LaMarcus Aldridge and uh, Blake Griffin going to Brooklyn is not the same. Even, like I said, even with James Harden, like James Harden has to show and prove Kyrie, he just pull up to the arena whenever he feel like it. KD is hurt right now, so you know, so I can't compare that. But in all, I'm still in. I'm tired of the joining. Like I'm, I'm so used to. For some reason, my mind. I'm so used to the the 2013, 2012 NBA rosters. Like I'm still used to. It's it's still hard for me not to see KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook on the same team. You know what I'm saying? Seeing Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on the same. You know what I'm saying? Of course, they hurt. Klay Thompson hurt. Um, it's still tough not to see who else. Uh, it's just tough. You know what I'm saying? It's just tough. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out where the fuck Dirk Nowinski at on Dallas. I'm like, oh, yeah, Dirk Nowinski retired. I'm like, that. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching. And I said, "Damn, Luca, Luca, and Porzingis. They need Dirk and Whiskey be on the court." I'm like, "Damn, Dirk and Whiskey done retired." So <laughs> I'm still in that mindset. So I'm still catching up with everything going on in the NBA. When I look back and realize what's going on, I'm like, "Dang, who would have thought LeBron James and Rajon Rondo would have uh, won a ring together?" You know what I'm saying? Just little things like that. I think about personally. I get all the rosters y'all make. Y'all put the pictures up of all the different lineups. I get it. But Tyler, man, I'm like, damn, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Danny Green, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid on the Philadelphia 76ers together. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, bro. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, the shit you do on 2K when you go to the uh, default roster, I just want to go back to the roster from about four, five years ago or something, man. 
Like, I'm just tired of the, I'm not, I understand why they're doing it. But at the same time, this is the big difference between this generation and Kobe and Michael Jordan. Kobe and Michael Jordan wasn't trying to get everybody a ring. They trying to stop everybody from getting a ring. That's the big difference, man. Michael Jordan wasn't trying to get, I mean, we don't know for sure, but from what it looked like, Michael Jordan wasn't trying to team up with Patrick Ewing. He wasn't trying to team up with Reggie Miller. Kobe wasn't trying to team up with LeBron. And the thing about it, all this going on, and David, rest in peace, David Stern, but he blocked that Kobe, not Kobe, but he blocked that Chris Paul to the Los Angeles Lakers trade. Just imagine that. Not even 10 years, five years before LeBron went to Miami, before Boston beat three, the Lakers trying to get Chris Paul and David Stern blocked it. He blocked it. Chris Paul didn't disagree. David Stern blocked it. Like saying, no, this can't happen. No, we're not allowing this to happen. And now look at the league. Look at the league now. That's why I can't be mad at Damian Lillard for staying. I can't be mad at Giannis at the, at this moment for staying. You know what I'm saying? I can't be mad at it. But at the same time, man, these guys trying to get this ring. But only one team can win. That's the dope part about it. I ain't like, oh, okay, y'all got the better roster. Y'all shooting for the finals. As we saw last year, you know what I'm saying? We were waiting on that Clippers-Los Angeles-Lakers matchup. I'm still waiting on it in the playoffs. I don't care if first round, second round, conference finals, whatever. Clippers and Lakers got to meet in the finals, in the conference finals, playoffs, whatever, Western Conference, whatever. That got to happen. I'm sorry. With all these teams doing super, like, not super teams, but getting different uh, players, we have yet to see the matchups we want to see in the playoffs when it comes to at least the Western Conference. The East, we're going to get Philly, Boston. We're going to get Boston, um, Boston, Miami. We're going to see those guys. You know what I'm saying? But in the West, we kind of been robbed of certain matchups, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I got to go back and look, but I believe in the Western Conference, we've been kind of robbed out of certain matchups that we want to see. Maybe in the East, too, for the most part. But all in all, I wasn't mad at neither of these moves. I mean, like I said, the Lakers just won last year. We got a repeat, though. You know what I'm saying? Ever since I've been born, the Lakers have repeated at least. They got us a three-peat with Kobe and Shaq. Then Kobe and Pau Gasol, they gave us a back-to-back. So, Lakers, you got to get a back-to-back. Let LeBron and AD get all the rest they need, heal up. Get Andre Drummond, get him fitted into the lineup, the rotation and everything. Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, all those guys got to get it together, man. I mean, somebody can give me a 20-point, 21-point night. Uh, 15, Dennis Schroeder can give me something, you know what I'm saying? Caruso can give me something. You know what I'm saying? Give me something. Just just drag us to the playoffs and let these boys come back at the, at the uh, hyperbolic time chamber and we'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of things transpired with the NBA over the week. But, all in all, I think the playing field is still pretty open. I don't think nobody's a shoe-in for a championship. I don't think anybody's a shoe-in for a finals matchup. I don't think anybody's a shoe-in for the conference conference finals matchup, really. So, y'all know I'm be tuned in. Playoffs right around the corner. So, make sure you guys tune in to NBA. Like I said, March Madness, I believe they're now in the Elite Eight. So, I'll be paying attention to that, paying attention to that also.
Yo, I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is episode 117 of Stash House Podcast. Miss you guys go out. Have a great week. Stay safe. Be mindful of your surroundings. Catch y'all here same time next week. Keep being your prayers. I'll do the same for y'all. Salute.